While the eggs of a canary hatch in 14 days, the eggs of a barnyard chicken will hatch in 21 days. The egg of ducks and geese in 28 days, and the eggs of a mallard, 35 days. The eggs of the parrot and the ostrich, 42 days. And so there you see the seven-day cycle in creation. And welcome again to Let the Bible Speak. This is Ian Golliher. We're on the air again to bring you the message of the Lord. And we're looking at this great commandment, the fourth commandment. Remember, the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And we're going to learn today that the Sabbath is God's gift, not meant to be a burden, not meant to press men into bondage, but to set them free from the secular material world and to spend that day nourishing our souls, that we may worship the Lord and grow in the knowledge of Him. We also have a hymn today, Abide With Me. And that's an invitation that we may just live in God's presence. One day in heaven we will, but here on earth we can also know God's presence with us. Abide With Me. Now, we look firstly at Romans uh, chapter 1, verse 18, and it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Here's our question. Why does Paul say that God's wrath is directed against all ungodliness and unrighteousness? Is there a difference? If so, why is ungodliness put first? These questions go to the heart of Paul's theology and the nature of sin and the very effects of the fall. Ungodliness refers to rebellion to God. Unrighteousness is the result of that rebellion. We we need to think of ungodliness as rebellious apostasy from God. And when a man turns away from God... Nothing is right from that day forward. Everything is for himself in his rebellion to promote his own honor. And, of course, God says that man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him. Once we stop glorifying God, using our energy, our strength for other goals, then no matter what we do is not right. So ungodliness precedes unrighteousness. And it's always in that order. That is the big reason that idolatry, the departure from worshiping the true God in knowledge, always leads to immorality, which is a big theme in chapter 1 in the book of Romans. And so think on the Ten Commandments as the two tables of God's law. The first table, that's Commandments 1 to 4, they relate to God. The second table, they relate to man. And if we're not rightly related to God, well, we can never be rightly related in any other way. So I leave those thoughts with you. I trust the Lord will write them on your heart and that you will understand that God's wrath is against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. Stay tuned as we come to our hymn, Abide With Me. 
Deuteronomy 5.12. Keep the Sabbath day to sanctify it, as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath. And then verse 15. And remember that thou wast a servant in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord brought thee out thence. This is, this is the reason why God wants us to keep one day in seven. He doesn't want us to go back into some form of slavery. And let me tell you, business can be a slave driver. The work world, employers, corporations, all the demands of life can make a slave out of us. But God's purpose was to set Israel free and to keep them free by ordaining this one day in seventh. Now, let's read verse 15 in its totality and get the, the connection. And remember that thou wast a servant in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord thy God brought thee out thence through a mighty hand and by a stretched out arm. Therefore, now get the, the connection here, get the argument. Therefore, the Lord thy God commanded thee to keep the Sabbath day. So the Sabbath day is not intended to be a bondage. It's not intended to be crimp your style. It's not meant to be a burden, but it's meant to be a blessing. And if we love the Lord our God, and we delight in Him and make His Sabbath a delight, we will rejoice in it. And we will thank God that there's one day in the week that we're free from those things, and we may gather together and worship the Lord in his way. Now, think of the things that you once served before that you were a Christian. You were a slave to this world, a slave maybe to alcoholism, maybe a slave to drugs, maybe a slave to you were a workaholic. There are many people that, that are slaves to work, workaholics. Maybe you were a slave to lust, pride, the vanities of this life, the things that, that are the neon lights that promise you great things but never deliver. They're so empty at the end. God did a work in your heart. He saved you. He gave you a new heart and set you free from sin. You're no longer a servant of unrighteousness now, but a servant of God. And therefore, he has given this day that you might be free from the bondage of the world. France's attempt to keep a 10-day week was purely secular. It was all about having the population of people produce more. It was driven by the Industrial Revolution and by humanism. They wanted to eradicate God, and of course, they wanted to put the, the people of France to work. There is bondage. There is oppression, but God sets his people free. Six days shalt thou do thy work, and on the seventh day thou shalt rest, that thine ox and thine ass may rest, and the son of thine handmaid, and the stranger may be. Now, here's a great word, and I'm reading here from Exodus 23, 12, and it's the word refreshed. Refreshed. And so while coming out to God's house today to give this day to God, on Monday morning when you waken up, you're not going to waken up worn. 
You're going to be waking up refreshed. You're going to be close to God. You've, you've reconnected. You've gotten a day of grace to your soul. There is a new life in your very being, and you're refreshed. I trust that is your experience. And as we give this day, it's not a day of burden, but a day of blessing. Let me tell you, God is not out to burden you. He's not out to make your life more difficult, but to bless you. Did you know that here in British Columbia, we're going to get an extra day off from work this year? February 11th has been declared as family day. And employers have to give that day off to their people. So if you're an employer, take note. Take note. But isn't it strange that while there are people who fight for these extra days off, would be the same people that don't want to keep Sunday. The retail world has now to be open on Sundays, whether it's groceries or furniture or cars. These places now need to be open on Sundays. What about employees that need a day with family and to be free to worship God? God was there first, and He ordained a day of refreshment. No longer the labor and toil with sweat, but a day to walk with God and worship Him. And so it's a day to set men free. No wonder John was in the Isle of Patmos on the first day of the week in the Spirit. In the Spirit. Number three, the third benefit of keeping a Sabbath day. By keeping the Sabbath day, we're able to form a gospel church as a living witness to the Lord. You think about it, if we didn't have a day in seven to come together in freedom and liberty as we do, how would the church possibly function? You know, the Lord Jesus did this. If you go to Luke chapter 4, 16, you'll find that he went to the synagogue, and it was his custom to go to the synagogue on the Sabbath, on the Sabbath, to worship and at times he read the Word of God. And it says in Luke 4, 16, he came to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Now, that was his custom. And the synagogue operated on a one day of the week was free, to spend time with God in His Word. And there the Lord stood up to read. And here today we have the Christian church able to function, come together in this fashion, that we might worship the Lord and be a witness for Him. Did you know that there are countries in the Muslim world where this is not possible on the first day of the week? If you were living in Egypt or some other country under Muslim leadership, you would not be free. You could not close your business on Sunday and gather together with other Christians in this kind of freedom. If you were a government employee, you would have to work. You could not opt out on the first day of the week. The, the witness of the church there is greatly hindered. And it is a wonderful boon to be in a country, to be in a society where today and we're living in the assets of, of the great heritage of Christianity, that God's people meet on Sundays. 
And employers, for the most part, give their workers that freedom and that liberty to come and worship on Sundays. Now, those who opt out of this benefit, well, those who say, I don't need church, well, they're making the witness of the church less effectual. And it's only by every Christian making use of that one day in seven and using the freedom, using the benefit of one day in seven to gather with God's people, to gather for the ministry of the Word, to bring their families, to bring their friends, and let us worship God. It becomes the great boon and blessing of the gospel church. And what a great thing it would be if every Christian would make full use of it at every opportunity on the Lord's day to be in God's house. I wish people would come to and say, could we not have another service on Sunday? Because I don't know what to do with the, the hours in between. That's the attitude we need if we call the Lord's Sabbath a delight. Number five, by keeping the Sabbath, we're also laying a foundation for the generation that's coming up. By we as parents, grandparents, and those that are in the Christian life, by bringing our families, by gathering together on the Lord's day, we're establishing a witness, a tradition of worshiping God one day a week in our children. And let me assure you, what God did with that manna for 40 years we as parents, we probably get maybe even less than 20 years to raise our children to that point where they're going to start doing their own thing. So we get those years to instill into their minds and hearts the importance of worshiping God one day in seven and using that day for public worship and for godly living at home. Our homes ought to be a different place on Sunday than Saturday. And I know the application of this is going to vary in various ways, but in our home, the ball didn't come out on Sunday. The ball did not come out. I know some ministers, they got around it, they got their kids uh, little fire trucks and police cars so they could play with emergency vehicles on Sunday. There's, there's ways and means. Again, training them that it's it's permissible to do emergency stuff on Sundays, but by and large, it's a day for God and it's a day of rest. And we've got to work through those things as best we can. But here's the deal. If we don't keep commandment number four as parents, how are we going to get our kids to obey number five, where it is to honor your father and mother? How are we going to get our children to obey us and honor us if we don't honor God on His command on His day, if we say we can do what we like on the first day of the week on Sunday as Christians, how are we going to turn to number five and say, this is really important stuff. This is, this is what we want to instill in your mind. And boys and girls, I want you to talk to your mom and dad about this when you go home today. I want you to say to mom and dad, we will obey commandment number five if you obey number four. And parents, you can talk around and say, by God's grace, I will. By God's grace, I will. And you've got to work through how best to keep 
that one day in seven. Now, the final one, and I think here is the real honey in the pot. By keeping the Sabbath day, we can prepare for that eternal Sabbath of rest in heaven. And here is the real wonder of it. Anything that sanctifies the Lord in our hearts, keeps Him in our minds, and enables us to glorify Him here on earth, we're storing up treasure in heaven. And that's what the Lord Jesus said. Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth. Now, I'm sure you could go on a Sunday and make $20 an hour. I'm sure you could. Some people here with skills, people would pay $40 an hour. You could go on Sunday and lay up treasure on earth. But a Christian takes heed to the words of the Lord Jesus and, and remembers that we're called to lay up treasure in heaven. And we don't give you $20 an hour for coming to church. It would be a deal if we did. But you are laying up treasure for heaven. And where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So as you drive down the road and you see someone on the golf course, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You see someone going to the house of God to worship, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Why is it so hard to get born-again, blood-washed, joyful Christians to come to God's house? Our worship down here is going to be rewarded up there. And if you don't enjoy God's Sabbaths on earth, how will you ever enjoy them in heaven, which is an eternal Sabbath? If you've no love for God now, how are you going to enter into heaven at all if your heart is not saved and changed and washed? That manna, and I get back to that because it's a, it's a tremendous event. Forty years of feeding God's people with manna, applying the principle of one day and seven of rest. During that manna, God was teaching the Israelite. It was a provision to sustain them in the wilderness. What is, what is God's work? What is God's church? What is the Lord's day? It's a It's a provision to make us pilgrims on the way to heaven. And this first day of the week, it sustains and keeps us living in the hope of the eternal Sabbath. And so every Sunday should be indeed just a little bit of heaven. We look to the Lord for His Word to be fed, nurtured, blessed, encouraged, and have His presence with us. But what if you're not a Christian? What if you are not saved? What if you have no heart to keep the Sabbaths? Well, I read this story about a cab driver many years ago in England, and cabs then were probably pulled by a horse. And this cab driver, he said, I'm dying. Fetch someone to pray for me. And others of his calling, who came along and stood alongside of him, and they neglected some of his concerns. And he said, Run! Run, George, as fast as you can, said the weeping wife to the poor lad, and said, Call the minister to come and pray. 
And so the other cab drivers, they ministered to his physical needs lying there on the, on the cobblestones. And the medical attendant came, and he did all that he practically could to alleviate the bodily pains. And then the minister of the parish arrived. And the man, cab driver, he said, I've been a wicked man. Oh, that I had lived a different life. It's too late now. The words of the gospel and of mercy were spoken to him. He listened, but he seemed that he couldn't comprehend their meaning. And a convulsive struggle began. His half-closed eyes were once more opened when, with an expiring effort, he exclaimed with a hoarse whisper and with a look of anguish that no one could describe, I've had no Sundays. And he died. What if that was you? Let's pray. Father, we come in Jesus' name to the throne of grace today. We thank Thee for this opportunity to learn from Your Word that You love Your people and that You give us this gift of worshiping Thee one day in seven, free from work, free from pressures, that we may come together as Your people. Thank You, Lord, for every Sunday Sabbath You give us. Thank You for feeding us with the manna of Your Word. Thank you for your mercies to our souls. Lord, there are some here today, and they're living a wicked life. They don't keep Sundays. They don't live for God one day in the week. Lord, I pray that you'll speak to them, talk with them, and lead them into obedience to this command. And if they need to be saved, lead them to the cross. Lead them to Calvary. And let your Spirit be at work in their hearts to call them, to save them, and to make them say the Sabbath is a delight. O oh Lord, minister to us and bless us. For Jesus' sake, amen. Amen. Hymn 525 is our closing hymn today. 525, trust and obey when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word. What a glory he sheds on our way while we do his goodwill. 525. <laughs> Shall we stand to sing now?
Thank you for joining with us here on Let the Bible Speak. This is Ian Golliher, and I hope that this uh, all-important subject has struck a note with your heart and that you will realize that biblical New Testament Christianity calls for the keeping of all of Ten Commandments. And as we do give ourselves to that one day in seven to rest bodies and to engage in spiritual worship, it's not a dead day, but it is a delightful day that we may enter into the fellowship of God's people, that we may support the work of the gospel, that we may find some balance in our lives from the mere uh, material to the missionary work of serving God and giving glory to him. And as we do that, it is a very simple and yet a very uh, effective discipline whereby we live for the Lord and that we may uh, become uh, not slaves to the world, but servants to the Lord Jesus. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, Stay tuned now for all the announcements. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. Call me, please, at 604-897-2040. For all the details of our broadcasts across Canada, go to ltbs.ca. This broadcast comes to you today from the Free Presbyterian Church in Cloverdale, located at 18790 58th Avenue, Surrey, at the corner of 188th Street and 58th Avenue. Our website is cloverdealfpc.ca and there you can find gospel articles, links to our sermons, a gospel booklet called A New Beginning and a link to watch our services online. You're warmly invited to attend any of our Sunday services at 10.30am and 6pm to meet with us as we worship God and to hear the preaching of His precious Word. We also meet for Bible study and prayer every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Our Sunday School for Children and Adult Bible Class meet every Lord's Day at 9.30 a.m. from September to June. You can contact us at 604-567-1091. Alternatively, you can email me at pastor.cloverdealfpc at gmail.com. Again, for all this information, please visit our website at cloverdealfpc.ca. Our burden is that you will hear and understand the gospel that will bring you to know the Lord Jesus Christ and his great salvation. This is Pastor Andrew Fitton. Thank you for listening today. And be sure to listen Monday to Friday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. and on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our one-hour church service as we worship the Lord through the ministry of His Word.